Mikey, these stands are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have, for Reddit, No Sleep Vember, The Thing in the Basement is Getting Better at Mimicking People, Part 1. Ooh. So, has there been multiple uh, parts through Reddit, No Sleep before? Oh, const- uh, constantly. <laughs> I mean, like, for us, honestly, it's I become, don't, re- oh. I don't remember. Uh, Baraska. <laughs> oh, was that Reddit No Sleep? I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Bar- but Baraska its, it's title no is so small; it can't be. I know. Uh, also, <laughs> I dare my best friend to end my life or ruin my life. Oh, okay, yeah, was also sense. one. Um, yeah, no. Honestly, it's 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 a thing nowadays with with Reddit No Sleep stories. Um, for them to be like serialized to have like multiple parts. Well, that's so, uh, and that's why we're doing for for the entire month of November. This one, uh, this one Reddit no sleep story. The thing in the basement is getting better at mimicking people because it has four parts and there's four weeks in November, so it kind of works out. Mm-hmm. Also, they're about like mid length in terms of like their the the word count and size and stuff on them. So I figured let's just let's just take this casual like this through Reddit no sleep November. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the thing in the basement getting better at mimicking people is by. Uh, that EXO guy on Reddit No Sleep. Um, it's actually a Reddit No Sleep um, nomin. It was like a nominated um, uh, like Reddit No Sleep of the month. Um, a couple of months ago, hence oh, yeah. why I kind of decided to choose it. It's about uh, it's been out for, as of this recording. It's been out for about eleven months or so. Um, and uh, so we're actually it's it's also relatively recent <laughs> again. <laughs> And before I dive into the rundown, we shall do our uh, our initial recommendations and such. Uh, I'm going to recommend it. Going to personally recommend it on the low side. Okay. I'll recommend it. Although, with you saying that, I'm curious if my, uh, my recommendation will change by the end of this now. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin it. Do it. <laughs> make us hate something (laughs) but with that out of the way let's find out why we made those recommendations and see if our recommendations will change as we have this discussion but first let's dive into the rundown really sounded like Um, you were going to go into a commercial like but first from our sponsor (laughs) yeah um also i apologize for anybody who's listening um i have a sore throat but i am muscling through this Oh yeah. So, um, so and on to the rundown. Uh, Clancy has an older stepsister named Sarah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did not. Ru- <laughs> I did not write this. Full disclosure. Did not write this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I, have I ever mentioned that Clancy Brown is one of my favorite uh, actors? <laughs> well, <laughs> you have now. Anyway, Clancy has an older sister named Sarah, who he didn't really know very well due to the age gap that they shared. Like he was, I don't think um, it was the age gap that did it. To be honest, it's no, the, well, like, like, well, no, that, 
Well, it's stepsister, but also like she was like she she was in her twenties and left like like left the house when like roughly when he was born or like when he was like going into like grade one. Yeah. So like yeah, she's she there there is a bit of an age gap and also like she's a stepsister. So they've they're really kind of estranged mm-hmm. to a degree. Anyway, uh she turns up dead. <laughs> um that was fast. Burned burned in her basement along with most of that basement. Um after the funeral, and as Clancy and his dad are checking the place, going through her things, uh, Clancy's dad tells Clancy that uh, he has to stay at the house for the night because the dad has to work, and there's a detective coming to look further into things, and they want somebody there. Um, detective Marcus arrives. And after some awkward pleasantries and small talk, Marcus drops these recordings on Clancy that his stepsister made prior to her death uh, regarding this thing in her basement that can mimic voices. Uh, Like it mimics Sarah's dead mother, uh, her dad, random people that kind of in and out of of the house, and even Clancy himself. Uh, And over the course of these recordings that Clancy and Marcus are kind of listening through and like commentating on and such. Um, the voice constantly, uh, the the voice constantly calls out to Sarah, uh, first with a kind of uncanny valley sort of mimicking voice, like sort of like if an AI, I guess, would mimic a voice, like if there's something off about it. But it does get more natural as things go on. Um, it pleads to be let out of the basement all the while hiding when other people show up at the house to look at, look into things at the behest of Sarah. Uh, So it seems like it wants Sarah specifically to open, to let it out of the, of the basement. Um, And only appears when Sarah is, is alone. Uh, Marcus also starts acting strangely uh, in terms of like being like a detective and investigator asking odd questions and making Clancy wait for an- for his own answers till he's heard through all the recordings. Eventually, isolated socially, feeling helpless about her situation, and going a bit crazy from the constant familial voices calling out to her, Sarah in the recordings finally enacts a plan to pour gasoline under the basement door, which she is at this point locked, uh, and sets fire to part of her house where the voice is, where the voice thing is, explaining why there's a fire in the basement, or why there was a fire in the basement. It is also suggested that Sarah vanished that night, and that they may have actually buried the creature's remains instead of her. And a final revelation here is that Marcus is actually some kind of official monster hunter brought in to deal with these sort of situations. And even wants to recruit Clancy due to his reactions and mental fortitude listening to these recordings. Um, he gives Clancy his business card as he leaves to look more into things. Um, some weeks pass after the recordings were listened to and such. And one night while renovating the house so it can be sold, someone knocks on the door. It's Sarah. Uh, after an emotional embrace, uh, Clancy lets Sarah in while he says he's going to go call Dad, but he's actually debating calling Marcus because he was able to hear just a tinge of the uncanny voice of the mimic 
in his stepsister's voice when she was talking to him. To be continued in part two. So, that was the rundown. And I suppose mm-hmm. we shall move on to... Everyone tolerates the Grammar Inquisitions! At this point. Uh, so, I got a couple here. Um, I'm going to start with this one. Uh, I barely saw her... Uh, <clears throat> I barely saw her as I got older, meeting only occasionally during holiday get-togethers or in the once-in-a-blue-moon visits. So, I kind of feel like it should be in quotes, once in a blue moon, or even like how it has like the get togethers where there's like dashes in between instead of the spaces between words. So like, um, once dash in dash a dash blue dash moon. Mm-hmm. Um, just when it comes to like the wording for like, for that. Um, I wouldn't be against that. Okay. Uh, I often then, do that sort of thing too. When, <laughs> Talking about like turns of phrases and stuff. Yeah, and it's also like something that you, yeah, like it's a it's a turn of phrase. It's like a, uh, it's sort of like a compound phrase. So like it, it like all like kind of is, is it all fits into the same thing. Yeah, those right? words so, all together mean a specific thing. Yeah, and using the dashes, I feel would like kind of, uh, just kind of hone in on that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next one here. He pressed play on an audio file, then laid the phone down on the small table between us. So I think it should actually have, uh, without waiting for my reply or protest, comma, he pressed play on the audio file. Yeah. Um, because, like, before this, like, he asks, like, him, is he ready? And then just, like, without saying it, without, without uh, like, without even a, missing a beat, he just hits the button. <laughs> so... I just felt like it needed a little bit more of a, a segue into that sentence, so um, or elaboration on that sentence. But uh, and this is in recording five because uh, I did actually, <laughs> I did actually go through and like, all right, this is in recording five. This is in recording thirteen. Kind of like through all my my other notes after this. Why? Well, because at this point, like all the other two things I just did were not in the recordings. Yeah, I know. and then like, these ones were in recording, so it's like, all right, I might, I better put the recording like number just so like we know where this is in the story. Yeah, I've done it a couple times too. Okay, so in recording five, we get this. Uh, Marcus admitted, uh, "Never seen anything like it before." Do you recognize the voice by any chance? I know this is dialogue, but Marcus really should have said, "Never heard anything like this before." Yeah. Because it's an audio thing. It wasn't something visual. <laughs> if it was Clancy, then I'd say maybe it'd be easier for him to screw up because he's potentially like having a hard time like figuring all this shit out. But Marcus knows his shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one here. It's also in recording five. Uh, Do you know anything about Sarah's mother? Marcus asked me. I jumped back in my chair at the sudden interjection, completely absorbed in my by my thoughts. Not really, I admitted. Uh, and then I was like, kind of added on to. I admitted after a few moments to compose myself <laughs> is mm. what I would suggest adding to there because this is like, I, I just felt like it needed a little bit. Again, like there's a couple of times in the story where I felt like they needed to be added some things to like properly elaborate on things mm-hmm. or elaborate on context. Uh, my next one here is recording 13. 
The recording starts and it is quiet, save for static for a few moments. So I feel like there should be a comma between quiet and save to like properly kind of like, so it's like instead of it just reading the recording starts comma and it is quiet, save for static for a few moments. It should be like comma and then, and it is quiet comma save for static for a few moments yeah. just to like break that up just enough so that you like it, it's just not running on i guess mm. and my last grammar inquisition is in recording 17 um sarah or no sarah it calls out in the voice of her mother i think you need to add an end quotation there <laughs> like sarah in end quote it calls out in the voice of her mother now the rest of the story is all quoted <laughs> <laughs> my god <laughs> uh but yeah so because like we do get a quote at the, a starting quote for uh like before sarah and then like i got i got like confused it's like wait is this dial oh no okay there's supposed to be a quotation here but mm. they've forgotten mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. uh and that is my grammar inquisition so mikey the east stands for evil all right, yeah, I got one. Okay. Uh, the basement I sell was in a similar condition, ravaged by the fire and by the fireman's attempts to put it out. So it should be itself. Yeah, the basement myself, unless Clancy is secretly <laughs> the house. My God. <laughs> probably not, though. No, probably not. This is an architectural horror. <laughs> All right, and then I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. But we were on good terms. So when the cops called us a few days ago to let us know they found her body, I was devastated. But the deed was done. I was left an only child, and a few days later we took to scouring her house and doing an inventory of her belongings. It was an all-around unpleasant experience on many levels. It felt so wrong to go through her things like that. But with her only living relatives being my father and I, we inherited her house and possession. It unnerved me to no end. So I dragged a chair out on the porch and spent the evening there. It was getting late, and darkness settled, so we went inside. It goes on for a few hours, with long pauses between bouts. But, on the other hand, the sheer curiosity would eat me up alive if I didn't find out more. So. I gave in and told him to let it play. It called out a few more times over the span of a few hours, sounding more and more like a woman. But my curiosity mounted to levels beyond my ability to rein it in, so I proceeded to listen further. It turns off abruptly after about half an hour. Its pitch and innotation adjust before it speaks again. It held none of the animalistic traits from before. It, however, 
keeps calling out. It calls out over and over again, but the facade cracks. It can't maintain its grasp on the charade for long, and it devolves back into the uncanny valley slowly. But I could tell that that wasn't the answer Marcus wanted. It didn't feel like a want at the time. It felt like a need. It pauses for a brief moment before it speaks up. But I made up my mind. When it was over, Marcus would have a lot of answering to do. And if she would have showed us the recordings, we might have even believed her, especially Dad. It sounds more frantic than usual. It changes as it does, slowly morphing and growing deeper. It was Dad's voice, no doubt about it. But Dad is still very much alive, so that threw my theory under the bus. But Marcus didn't let me finish. It's been some time since Sarah's first recording of the mysterious voice, and it sounds thoroughly human at this point. It shifts back and forth between different people, quick and almost seamless. But I quickly composed myself when I remembered that Marcus still had some questions to answer. So he composed himself and got up, taking the phone and stashing it in his pocket. It permeated my thoughts at all times, permanently active in the background as it burrowed deeper and deeper. But I couldn't focus on that, not when every other thought I had was about those damn recordings. Because of the slummy neighborhood and sketchy neighbors, Dad didn't want the house to go unoccupied. So I lived in the house for another week or so, helping out with the renovations and whatnot. And truth be told, it wasn't all that bad. It was a bit creepy, sure, but the freedom of living on my own was oddly pleasant. It was Sarah. Finn. Wow. So, you know when you, I said earlier, like I, I was like, as if Clancy was the uh, the house. <laughs> um. The way the way you were like reading it out, like reading out these sentences, it I I kind of like had this idea that like the house itself is mimicking voices through the recorder or something like that. Yeah, and then you get it was Sarah. It's like so Sarah was the house all along, <laughs> or she became the house. Yes. My God, it's just like wow, we're just really ramping up the architectural horror. Mm. Also, goddamn, that's a lot of. Uh, it's and front it's buttons and, and such, yes. So it's basically a second rundown. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Yeah. And for those unaware, Mikey does these strings of sentences to do just that, highlighting all the sentences in a story that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like it's, ands, or buts, because there's always better words. All right, then Gamer, you're up. 
Yeah. Let's see. So uh, when it first starts talking on the recording, it's like, he- hello, a deep voice calls out weakly. Then later on, it just says, hello, a voice calls out again, this time sounding more human. Is <laughs> is any anyone there? First off, there's no question marks in all the all this dialogue from the ghost or whatever it is. So are they yeah. statements of hello or questions? <laughs> or maybe it's trying to, because it's mimicking voices, perhaps it hasn't gotten the annotations yet. Ah. <clears throat> hmm. Something to think if, about, perhaps. I wonder if later on it actually does that, though. If the later hellos are questioned. Hmm. I'll Didn't it, I, think, I think it was, because uh, wasn't there one that I... Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> like, it calls out in the voice of her mother. So it does, and that it does have a uh, question mark at the end of Sarah. So yeah, and I see another one recording five. Hello, <laughs> question mark. The voice calls out. Is anyone there? Question mark. Yeah. So yeah, it's almost like again, it was getting a feel for using the voice, and then it started like learning the more finer details of speech. <laughs> okay, so I'll let that part slide. However, <laughs> however, um, it's weird to say on the second instance of it that it sounds more human considering it sounded perfectly human at the first instance of it showing up anyways, at least to the reader or rather at least yeah. to me, because there's okay. nothing in the original description that makes it sound non-human. It's just, hey, hello, a deep or, voice calls it weekly. Yeah. With the deep voice, it's like, that's <laughs> that, nice to know that apparently people with a baritone voice are inhuman. <laughs> Yeah, there's just some, the author. There's some huge jacked dude in the basement dying, <laughs> like, like from blood loss or something, and him just calling out for help makes him not human. <laughs> yeah, like I think what could have been is like, uh, like it was done in a deep voice, not unlike like if you like change the pitch on like somebody's voice in like an audio program or something. Yeah, because then you get like the kind of like. About- yeah, later on it gets talking about like Uncanny Valley and it just sounds weird. It sounds like an AI or whatever. That needs to be dropped way earlier, in my yeah. opinion. I agree. Because, yeah, like in the second instance of this showing up, rather, second recording of it showing up, second event that happened, it doesn't matter. Recording five. The skittering returns, stopping a few feet away from the microphone. Hello? The voice calls out. Is anyone there? It sounds more feminine last time, still inhuman. Sort of like an artificially generated voice, but verging on crossing the uncanny valley into natural sounding territory. That kind of thing should be copy and pasted to the front. Might yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like there should have been more of that elaboration at the on the first time you see hear the voice. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, it just it was just a random, nondescript human voice. Because there was no gender talked about. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> would you like to play a game? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, even that voice, like that, like, would you like to play a game? The jigsaw voice is, I think, a, it's a, um, an altered, like an artificially altered deep voice. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll move on. I'll keep at it. But from the looks of things, everyone's mostly down to fuck and not much else. So <laughs> this is in regards to like her dating or something like that. Yeah, like getting, yeah, like trying to get into dating so she can get a boyfriend. Yes. Like, to, yeah. I'm bringing this up though because it really needs a comma. Yes, it does. <laughs> I read it several times too. <laughs> now that I think yeah. about it. Because it would be 
I'll keep at it. But from the looks of things, comma, everybody's mostly down to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's it for my grammar in yellow. Okay. Uh, then on to a- actual thoughts. I'm going to start with this one here. Uh, so again, this is before the recordings. Um, one of the detectives wants to drop by later. Says he has some more investigating to do. My dad said as we were getting ready to leave. He asked for someone to stay here tonight, but work won't allow me. Could you do it, champ? Uh, sure, I mumbled, not in the least thrilled about the prospect. And then my comment was like, nor should you, since it seems like the house is still under investigation and your dad just threw this at you now. Like, what the fuck? Isn't it a crime scene right now? It's apparently like I I, I can maybe maybe it's not exactly a crime scene yet or like or any or, or anymore. But like, because they're they're being allowed to like go in and like look through her stuff. It's yeah, like, cause, yeah, because they've already had the funeral, right? So that yeah. takes a few weeks to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a, at the very beginning of the story. The, 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 there's very it's very cavalier with like just like having time pass very quickly <laughs> on on things. Uh. But yeah, like it was like <laughs> your dad just tossing. By the way, champ, I can't. I can't. Uh. The, the detective's coming by to take a look at something. Uh, as part of the investigation, uh, he'd like somebody to be here. I can't do it because of work. Could could you do it? I know I'm asking you right now, like while we're about to leave, when we're about to leave. Like I could have told you like earlier today. It's not like I so, just got off the phone with him or anything. <laughs> yeah, you think you think you could uh, stay at uh, uh, at your stepsister's murder house? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, champ. You got it, slugger. <laughs> Like that's like honestly that's like that was my reaction. Like what the fuck, dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because he's a dad doesn't mean he's a good dad. No. Um. But uh, I'll move on to the next thing here. It was getting late and darkness settled, so we went inside. I led Marcus to the living room, and he shared some of the case details with me after we made ourselves comfortable. And this is like after like he gets like there's like some brief like stuff outside where they're having like a smoke and a, and a beer. Uh, there's some, like awkward, like, yeah, smoking a pancake. Yeah. Uh, having, and having some like weird, like uh, having some awkward conversation, like uh, awkward pleasantries and conversations and such. Maybe it's just the detached state Clancy might be in post-mortem to his stepsister, but he seems really cool with just going along with all of this from the detective. And again, it's something that like the story just kind of like just breezes through. Like, all right, let's just let's just dive, let's just get to the meat and potatoes of this stuff. Like, um, you want to know as, how like, this... I saw it? I'll let you can okay, let yeah. you finish actually. Oh no, that's honestly it. Like for me, it, like the first part of the story kind of felt like we need to get to the we need to get to the plot <laughs> yeah. ASAP. <laughs> A little bit, but also the dude knows about like skinwalkers and shit. So you know who Clancy is? He's you. If you're in How that situation you? and some some G-man showed up with some recordings sh- giving proof of supernatural shit, would you watch all of them? Okay, no, but yeah, that later on, yes. But like <laughs> I'm I'm talking about like this situation now where like this detective for your stepsister's murder or like or death is like 
it just seemed like way too cavalier to to be like uh for like um for like i guess an a what is what's the word for this it's not the victim um like a family member of the victim being like shown all this stuff and like just kind of being like it's like yeah sure all right, like, all right let's take a look at this cat this these case file stuff okay uh, oh okay <laughs> i was looking at it from the other side like you were saying that clancy is too gung-ho to listen to all of them oh no no i'll say like by the end of the story like by by that part of the story i was like okay like this makes sense like he's and, and actually i have a i have a thing later about that actually okay okay um yeah no this part here is just like it, i i it just felt to me like this part of the story like the 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 author is just really just trying to get to the plot which is those recordings yeah <laughs> um, wrong. yeah I, I just felt like maybe there should be a little bit more elaboration on like the conversations like there should be a little bit more of a kind of a, a buffer between like hey man you want to see a dead body <laughs> do i <laughs> or like <laughs> do i <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, uh but I'll, I'll move on from that <laughs> uh and into recording too um do you want me to stop it he asked i contemplated his offer on the one hand whatever followed had the potential to traumatize me for life but on the other hand, the sheer curiosity would eat me up alive if I didn't find out more. So I gave in and told him to let it play. Seriously? No, like, what the hell is this? Where did you find these recordings? What's going on? None of that? You're not gonna you're not gonna question any of this, <laughs> Clancy? Not important. All right, fine. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Like I just like if like it didn't like, he's like uh, like it's like do you want me to stop it uh, at that point like as soon as he's like do you want me to stop it like uh, after like listening to like what we have of the recordings I feel like Clancy should have like not just like I contemplated his offer on the one hand I was like no I was like where the fuck did you get these like I'd be questioning uh, uh Detective Marcus yeah <laughs> so like that that's the part like again like there's another thing where like the story is just trying to like just let just push that aside let's just get to the plot <laughs> like no, don't question things <laughs> and, and yeah i get that but man, if he did question it, it would make it a lot better and it wouldn't take long because he'd just be like where did you get this and he's like it's not important i can't tell you or i would have to exactly you. or like, <laughs> like <laughs> or, or like what detective marcus does like later on in the story it's like all in good time clancy all in good time yeah drop that from the get-go like, when he should be actually questioning these things yeah, like he doesn't have to answer the questions. No. But I want those questions asked. Yes. <laughs> a lot earlier than like I think where they pop up in the story. Mm. <laughs> uh but I'll I'll move on to the next thing here. Uh in recording five. I'm sorry, son, he said out of the blue. For all you've heard so far, and for all that's uh, for some reason I almost wanted to like start this like for all that you've heard so far. For all the evils that mankind create, we will send upon them <laughs> only you. Rip and tear until it is done. Hell yeah. I don't know why that was like... Uh, anyway. You don't need to explain that. <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll continue. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry, Sonny, he said out of the blue. For all you've heard so far and for all that's to follow, but I'm glad it's not your father that decided to stay. These recordings might just break him. What? I asked dumbfounded. What's that supposed to mean? It will all make sense if you keep listening, Marcus answered. 
No, you asshole. Explain your situation to this kid slash young adult. The brother of the person who fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> and that you're showing the recordings to. What the fuck? He's a little insensitive, isn't he? <laughs> like, I usually don't get this annoyed at these kind of like things in stories. But this is a Reddit no sleep series where they're supposed to act realistically. This detective is being unrealistic at best or a jerk at worst to this relation to a victim in a case. Now, there is kind of a reason for this as we read on and, and keep reading and finding out. But still, like, it wouldn't hurt like it's like for him to just like um explain part of the situation at least or give some kind of a hint to um to to Clancy here. Yeah, instead of just being like, no. <laughs> just no, you, you need to wait for we you need to uh, uh, you, all in good time, my boy. Hmm. Uh, but moving on to the next thing here. Um, the change in his demeanor was strange, and the night took an unnerving turn. I should have backed out. I should have kicked him out. I should have done a lot of things differently. But my curiosity mounted to levels beyond my ability to rein it in. So I proceeded to listen further. Oh, okay. So Clancy is infected with the horror story protagonist bug. I, I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> yeah it, it's it's definitely like oh god, <laughs> it's a terminal case by the end of it yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, we'll see in 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 the uh, uh, in the convening parts. Mm. Uh, and then in recording nine, uh, this is like the the actual recordings from like Sarah. It's like it's back. I'll start another recording. The scurrying returns. Sarah's breathing is in, is Sarah's breathing is audible in the background, and it gets faster as the sound approaches her. A chair creaks, presumably as she gets up, and her footsteps join the skittering in the background. Hello, the, the same woman's voice from the previous recording calls out. Who are you? Who are you? The voice repeats Sarah's words back to her. Mom. Sarah cries out in a trembling voice. Mom? The voice repeats her words again. Who the hell are you? How do you, how do you have my mother's voice? Who are you? The voice repeats. Footsteps resound again, approaching the voice as it says the same line over and over. Answer me, Sarah demanded. Knocking is heard as if someone bashes a door with their fist. Okay, so few things here I would like to note. First off, I do really like these recalled slash transcripts of of the recordings. Like it really does kind of capture the horror of like listening to some like tapes, um, or like uh, or like even kind of like got kind of a found footagey kind of like vibe to it. Yeah. Secondly, that said. Uh These are incredibly well recalled from Clancy. Yeah. I feel like it would have been easier to write that to write in that he had found the phone while searching the house that night, doing away with at the time for my notes, frankly unrealistic detective Marcus at least until maybe he shows up the next morning to poke around and such, like and give some answers. I don't know. Marcus really bugged me at this point in the story. <laughs> um, moving on to the next thing here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I kept silent, mulling over my own thoughts and feelings on the matter. As intriguing as the situation was, I mostly felt horrified and sorry for Sarah. I couldn't even begin to imagine what what must have gone through her head after living through that. Okay, this right here, like this felt very realistic, like in terms of like a reaction of like confusion and bewilderment with a touch of morbid hum- and, and horrified curiosity. Like to me, Clancy reacts very humanly in the story. Um, and then we get this thing from Marcus. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, so actually this is not Marcus that starts talking. It's, it's Clancy talking. Why are you showing me all this? I asked Marcus for after a while, if you really are a detective and part of the police force, you'd lock stuff like this away behind 10 locks and a key. And so at this point, like I was like, I was, there's a point in the story at this section where it's like, Marcus is the mimic, isn't he? Yeah. I was thinking it was going to go that way too, especially with how weird he was acting. Exactly. Yeah. The way he's, he was acting and some of that, but, and, and as we find out, no, he isn't the, the mimic and his, but, but there was so much like odd behavior and false clues for me as a reader that I developed some speculative paranoia about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the monster angle, the, the monster hunter angle did throw me off a bit too. Like it, it was, I was also like surprised, but like it wasn't unwelcome, but it was like, okay, so he's a monster hunter. That's an official monster hunter, according to him anyway, mm-hmm. at least from what he said, um, like where they, they send him into these situations and stuff. Um, hmm. And then the next thing here, uh, he put out a cigarette. He put out the cigarette in the ashtray and leaned over the phone, placing a finger over its screen. So how about it? Do you want to hear more? Why would I want that? Do you or do you not, Clancy? No hard feelings either way. I can't force you to listen. I, yeah. Start the next one. This is like so this this like part when i was reading that it kind of to me it sounded like uh, almost like a devil's bargain or like something that you'd hear in like the twilight in a twilight zone episode plot mm-hmm. <laughs> just like the like I, again i was at this point i was in full-blown like speculative like who is marcus <laughs> before we get like the monster hunter angle you're more concerned about who the hell marcus is than what the mimic is <laughs> exactly like i was like all right is marcus the mimic is Marcus this like weird other supernatural entity or like something? Cause he starts like naming off like this, like he knows an awful lot about skinwalkers and like other creatures and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it almost seemed like he's like, he, he's definitely somebody at this point in the story, we definitely kind of get the impression that like, he's someone in the know about this sort of situation. Yes. So, uh, and then the next one here, <laughs> before I hit play, I want to ask you something again. Did you by any chance suffer any mental trauma as a child or even recently? Something that shook you to your core? I raised an eyebrow at the strange question. No, why? You're taking all of this surprisingly well. Your mental fortitude is pretty high, Marcus answered. That's sometimes a sign of... Never never mind. What I'm trying to say, kid, is your sanity score is quite high. (laughs) You're constantly rolling under it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh just to, like throw a little bit of uh role-playing uh <laughs> uh context to this i was gonna say that if you weren't 
Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely felt like this character, like uh, Clancy's stat uh, stat sheet, has a uh, a high um, uh, sanity sanity um, chart or like or sanity score, or his like will save is really good, or his uh, dice are loaded. What's the other? <laughs> yeah, the dice are loaded. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It just seemed like like he is like he's just his composure. His he's constantly getting like like sixes like exploding dice on his composure mm-hmm. rolls to take for shadow run sorry mikey yeah. <laughs> but uh i'll move on from that silly mm-hmm. i warned you something topples to the floor and the sound of rushing liquid is heard this is on you it's not my fault sarah please the voice yells more desperate than ever what are you doing what i sh- what i said i would you didn't listen. Why didn't you listen? Please, Sarah. You don't have to do this. Just let me out, please. Enough. Stop using her fucking voice. So this is like when Sarah is like finally implementing her plan to just burn the creature out of the basement. At this point, I'm wondering who is the real monster here. <laughs> like, it seems this thing that's in the basement just wants out of the basement. Now, you know, maybe to eat Sarah <laughs> and take her place. But at this point, maybe it really it is really just incapable of leaving without some kind of assistance, like kind of like a reverse vampire. Like it has to be invited. It has to be like like how a vampire has to be invited into your home. Yeah, this thing has to be like kicked out or has to be has to be like uh, um, escorted out of your home. I don't know. What, what's the what's the opposite of invited into? Um, I I honestly don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. Google knows. Disinvited, rejected. Oh yeah, yeah. Like maybe it has to be um un- uninvited, yeah, that's or one. or disinvited or uh rep- repudiated. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that one because that one sounds the silliest. Repudiated or repudiated, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like. I mean, yes, it is driving Sarah mad by using all of these voices, but maybe that's the only way it knows how to communicate. Like, maybe it's 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 the only way it can communicate is through, like, other people's voices. They're saying, like, you're not saying it's not a supernatural creature of some kind, but that doesn't mean yeah. that it's evil and it should be burned. Yeah, especially like like the way it's panicking as, like, as, as gasoline is being poured down into the basement. Yeah. Like, who hears the monster? Like, like, and like, the, especially when like when Sarah's just going on, like, he's like, "I warned you, I'm not like it, this isn't my fault. You're making me do this." <laughs> it's like kind of a like a little bit of um, uh, it's like um, she's living long enough to be to see herself become the villain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, and then, then this thing here, her clothes rustle as she, her clothes rustle as she searches her pockets, and she, and she shakes the matchbox when she finds it. The sound of the matches jumping around inside is the only audible thing for a moment. You know what that is, don't you? <laughs> Tonight on Sarah's ASMRsonists. <laughs> ASMRsonists. <laughs> You're welcome. Very nice. 
<laughs> I approve for <laughs> It's like ASMR bank heist, ASMR arsonist, ASMR arsonist. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what this is, don't you? <laughs> Let's fucking do this. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Look up ASMR bank robbery. <laughs> Yeah, ASMR bankruptcy is what I'm, is what I'm referencing, yes. not, not bank heist. It is so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on to the next thing here. Um, we're always on the lookout for new recruits. So consider tonight your entry test, he admitted. You're a bit rough around the edges, but you seem like a decent candidate to me. Me? A monster hunter? You can't be serious. I shot back with disbelief. Okay, so Marcus's demeanor and attitude did have a reason behind it. As like the, as we get to this point here where he kind of reveals about the monster hunter stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of on Clancy's side here. Um this is pretty shaky a pretty shaky way of recruiting people to the cause. <laughs> like what is this? Supernatural, Delta Green, any other horror tabletop RPG where you're a hunting where you're hunting monsters? Like I feel like they should have they should be focusing on finding Sarah and recruiting her given <laughs> the suggested outcome here. Oh wait, how many parts do we have left in the story? Yeah. Yeah, that might be a bit of an indicator as to like why they aren't searching for her. <laughs> Uh, because like honestly, like yeah, like if if he did listen to the recordings before this, like Marcus, then why isn't his assumption that like Sarah survived this situation and killed the monsters? Like we need to recruit her. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't know yeah. where she is, and he might. <laughs> yeah, and again, like I feel like the story should have like kept till on that angle. It's like we want it, like rather than like trying to recruit Mar, uh, maybe or like include that on top of trying to maybe recruit clancy as well because like and this kid's got some more mental fortitude we could use him in our in our little organization but also we're trying to find your stepsister because we don't think she's dead <laughs> and then like that would have made it even more interesting with like as like a twist for the ending part that happens because like clancy like finds a sister and it's like oh shit like this these people are looking for her but then we get like kind of the twist of like I heard that twinge of like uncanny valley in her voice. Yeah. Like so something happened. Like maybe she isn't Sarah anymore. The thing that I don't uh, get so- about his whole recruitment thing is it yeah. seemed like Marcus went to the house with the sole purpose of um, hiring, like getting a uh, Clancy on board, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I think doesn't it, know. I, yeah. That he has the yeah. mental fortitude to deal with this shit until he actually started showing him it, and he was clearly surprised how well he was dealing with it. So, why was he there in the first place? Like, I understand. See, this is why I. Th- Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no. Let's see. This is why I think there should have been an extra added part where, like, Clance or uh, Marcus admits, like, he originally came here to get information to yeah. see if he could find out where, uh, like, Sarah's location through her her next of kin but and then through like observing clancy's reactions and and demeanor uh to the recordings he realized he has another recruit but yeah you're absolutely right like what was the what was his actual purpose of coming here if not to recruit clancy 
uh, aside from what we just speculated here with Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not mentioned mm-hmm. at all. It's, like, not even brought up. So. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, but I shall move on. Um, One evening after he went home and I was left all alone, I heard a knock on the door. I slowly made my way over to answer, expecting either him or Marcus. But who I found on the other side left me terrified. It was Sarah. Hey, Clancy, she greeted, uh, sounding almost casual. What? How? I let out a uh, I let out in a meek voice as my tears started to flow. I have a lot of explaining to do, I know, but that's dot. Okay, quick aside here. While reading this, I thought this was the end of part one. Me too. <laughs> and then I continued scrolling. It's like, oh, oh, okay, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, honestly, this would have been a perfect end to part one. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been like the perfect cliffhanger, but I guess what we got is also okay. Yes. Uh, and then my act, my final actual thought, I watched her walk down the corridor towards the kitchen, pausing by the door. She looked at it for a long moment. Then she continued on her way. I pulled out my phone and Marcus's card, unsure about what to do. The thing's facade was good. Damn near perfect. But as it spoke those last words, its voice cracked just a little. All right, all right. I'll admit, I was very curious at the end here if it was or wasn't Sarah. Mm -hmm. And it still may or may not be. Like, her voice cracked. She could be emotionally, like, it could have been because of the emotional, like, encounter with her stepbrother. That's true. Like, it may not have been, uh, like, uh, a, a voice, the voice cracked um, like, because like your voice can crack from like a cold, say, for example, a sore throat and cold, <laughs> or because you're emotionally like you're you're emotionally like dealing with something, like reuniting with, albeit an estranged step a uh, stepbrother. So That's like, strange. yeah, it's it really isn't that strange like for her her voice to crack. But given the situation of the of part one and like this the story in general, I understand why he is conflicted. Is like it sounds like it might like it, there's a chance that's not actually my stepsister. Yeah. So like there's a bit of paranoia to to Clancy here, and again, we'll see what happens in part two. But damn, it does leave me. It this story does leave you guessing in spots throughout the story on certain things, mm. and I don't necessarily hate that. So. Like it, it's, it, it all comes together eventually. Um, and like the, but it does kind of have these nice little like tidbits of like, what the fuck's going on here? But like in a, in a good speculative way, like again, like, uh, Marcus is definitely the mimic. And then we get the monster. I was like, didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's the end of my actual thoughts. So sorry that went on for so long. Uh, Mikey, these dance for evil. Alright, um, I'll start off with the, the end and uh, say that it's just Sarah at the end. I went super mundane. I mean, I want that. I, <laughs> I, I legitimately do want it to, like, that the creature died in the basement and Sarah's like, survived. Like, I legitimately want that to happen. I don't think it's going to be well, given that this is a four-parter. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? The, if Okay, if it is Sarah, then they yeah. didn't bury 
the monster, they buried just some replacement for both because like the monster got out and Sarah got out, and they just yeah. Or like, I wonder if part in like the next couple parts they get attacked by like the the creatures family. (laughs) (laughs) It becomes a revenge, a reverse revenge plot where the monsters are going after the people. The people are the true monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good. Because based on the story, we know the creature can mimic voices. Yeah. But there's nothing that mentions the ability to shapeshift because it's right. always behind the door. Yes. Nothing that mentions that it can't shapeshift. That's <laughs> true, but. Yeah. There's nothing to saying it can't, but there's nothing to say that it can. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, gray area here. There's a lot of, like, knowns and there's a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I, I definitely with you there. It's like I, I would love it to be that like Sarah is actually Sarah. Um and that like the next couple of stories are or the next couple of like segments here are literally just like the sort of like the thing trial, <laughs> like where they've got her like tied up in a, to a chair and they're like testing her blood to see if it it becomes the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd love to like have that kind of like because we already kind of get a little bit of a touch of like that kind of paranoia at the very end here where like Mark is like that, that thing was damn near perfect. But like, I kind of heard the, the uncanny, vo- uh, the uncanny Valley voice in her or, like, or in there or like her voice cracked. She's a monster. <laughs> um, so like I, we already kind of getting that a little bit. So like, I would love for that. Like this, it would be really funny. if like, there's no monster at, uh, as of this point. It's just like Marcus and Clancy interrogating Sarah. <laughs> yeah. And like again, kind of show again. The story just becomes like, who is the real monster, or people are the real monsters. By the end of it, there's no monster at all. Somehow, <laughs> yeah. And they, or and they inadvertently kill Sarah, um, because they think that she's a monster, and then it turns out she's actually it was actually Sarah, the human. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. And they're like, that'd be really interesting. That'd be a really interesting like commentary, like plot like social commentary plot for this story because because we get again we get a little bit of that in the story where like sarah's going nuts like pouring gasoline down into the basement at, at the behest at the at the frantic like protests of the creature mm-hmm. it's like why why do you, like what if this monster actually isn't that bad <laughs> like you're just being bad. an asshole yeah of course it's like that that's super, the supernatural bias yeah but uh sorry i digress yeah. uh Mikey, continue. <laughs> now back to the start of the story. I have a quote here. After the firefighters put out a fire in the basement, they found some charred remains that they assumed were hers. Uh, why are they assuming when there should at least be dental records or... Uh, Something along those lines, a way to actually identify the body. Unless the the you can't identify it because the can you yeah because with dental records and stuff like that, like can a charred body like like that's usually how they they identify a uh, a uh, a a charred body is like through the dental records because teeth don't burn as easily. I guess yeah, it takes a really high temperatures for bone to burn. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, unless unless it's part of like the veil out for the organization that uh, Marcus works for. 
But, oh, yeah, it's possible yeah. that they just covered it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's either a professional veil out from the organization that Marcus works for, or it's just poor writing. <laughs> All right. Then uh, the next section here. But the deed was done. I was left an only child, and a few days later, we took to scouring her house and doing an inventory of her belongings. Given the small size of the house, it went pretty fast. At which I'm like, okay, then there is no house. The house burned down. It didn't, though. (laughs) But for there to be charred remains in the basement, it means that the and the fact that it was a gasoline fire. Yeah, that house would probably light up pretty fast. Yeah. The fire spreads quicker than you realize. Hmm. Yeah. So it that house is not there. <laughs> Maybe this is way this in the future is an and there's house. a brand new house rebuilt and they just put all of her shit in it for them to go through. No. Sh- sure, sure. I'm Gabriel. trying to help. Just, just, uh, I'm trying to help. You're, you're trying so hard. Yeah. yeah. So, Oops, so this is the, the, this portion is my glaring plot hole because the house should be burned down and there shouldn't even be a door to the basement. <laughs> Which is yeah. mentioned later on that he looks at the locks on the door to the basement. And yet there's like, yeah, like the like the, the door down to the basement is charred and stuff like that. I believe it's like open, yeah. like against the wall, because like firefighters got in there trying to put the fire out or something. Yeah. That's the deal. It's it's still like the the size of the fire, like the fact that she sloshed gasoline down into the basement and then lit the match, that house should have gone up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like it, by it, the time I, the by the time the firefighters got there, they probably were de- trying to determine if they should risk going in to see if they could save anyone yeah. or to put it out. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, when, it, when at the very beginning of the story, when it, like it said that there's a fire in the basement and so after some screaming, I almost I, I first kind of got the impression that like she had gone down there and like made a localized fire in like the center of like her cement basement and burned this thing alive. But then we get like later on in the story that she sloshed gasoline underneath the doorway and then lit that and then lit a match. It's like, yeah. that's a, yeah, like that is, compl- those are two completely different like ways of setting a fire. And one of them is way more dangerous than the other. Yeah, she wasn't going to open yeah. the door. They're both dangerous. But... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she'd have to open the door also, yeah. But at that point, I didn't know, like, what the situation was with the, the creature. And, like, because it seems like people go have gone down into the basement when, like, when she asks them. Like, she calls the police to come down and investigate the, the basement, like, for an intruder initially. Mm-hmm. And the creature seems to hide. Why didn't it fucking uh, run away, run out of the house, or run out the door when, the, when it had the chance then? Like, <laughs> hence my whole, like, reverse vampire. Like, it has to be uh like let out um by by one person. Yeah. Um it doesn't want to get caught by other people. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah. So yeah th- this is <clears throat> like I said this is my glaring plot hole. Yeah. Uh, um 
So when later when the dad says, "Yeah, hey, can you stay here in the house?" Like there, there's no house. You just set up a tent and uh, <laughs> just, uh, just over... uh, all the stuff of the house is technically the porch. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's all they were able to salvage. So like, yeah, just sitting on the porch. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So my next quote here is in recording two. About two hours in. Around midnight, the microphone catches a distant crash. Uh, recordings don't work that way. They don't have timestamps like a video would. They're just audio. I mean, if they left the if they left the recorder going, that there is a timestamp for that. Like, like you, like he 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 knows like when when like about two hours is when this happens, and you can see the yeah. um, the you, audio. You can see the, too. Yeah. Well, you can see basically the edit date or when the file was created yeah and then go back from there but in the story it's just two hours in around midnight like how does yeah. he know that it's around midnight? Yeah, it should be like well four hours into the recording or something like an actual runtime time i i see what you mean yeah yeah, yeah no agreed yeah or like if he explains like this is probably taken like uh, 12 or like if she gave a um if she gave a timestamp at the beginning of the recording, like, all right, I'm going to start recording. It's currently eight o'clock. Uh, it's currently like 10 o'clock yeah. In, yeah. The, in the evening. It's like, I'm going to set the recorder here. And then like two hours later, so they can, you can guesstimate that it was 12 o'clock mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Or, if, or she says, that, like, that w- instead of saying the time at the start of every recording, just at the first one, just say like, when she's saying, I'm going to be doing recording, just say, I'm going to be doing recordings every day, starting all of them at 10 PM every single time. So then you know right yeah. from the get go. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I decided to go down the, into the comments of this, and some people are like commenting. It's like or like are are talking like in character, obviously. Like, it's like uh, and but there's some people is like it's so clever at imitating people that readers are actually believe this is that exo guy. <laughs> um, also, it's like this is amazing. You're going to give people capgrass. I was like, what the fuck's capgrass? Capgrass syndrome or delusional delusion of doubles is a delusional misidentification syndrome. Uh, it is a, syn- uh, a syndrome characterized by a false belief that an identical duplicate has replaced someone significant to the patient. So, wow, it's like like the the symptoms of Capgrass delusion. Uh, number one, misidentifying a loved one as an imposter. Number two, being violent towards the misidentified person. Number three, experiencing extreme anxiety, stress, anger, or conflict. Number four, trying to find the real person, in quotes, replaced by the imposter. Number six, acting normally with others except the person they believe to be an imposter. Number seven, changing behavioral patterns while addressing the misidentified person. And number eight, Believing that they can see through the disguise of the imposter. This is an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like basically you, you think that a loved one is has been replaced by a doppelganger. Nice. <laughs> Not really. It's actually like terrifying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but uh let's continue. So my um next actual thought is something that was brought up earlier 
but I took it a different route. <clears throat> You're taking all of this surprisingly well. Your mental fortitude is pretty high, Marcus answered. That's sometimes a sign of never mind. Oh no, he has never mind. <laughs> the rare brain disease that no one talks about. Nice. Because never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, That's <God>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the end of my actual thoughts. Okay. Gamer, you're up. What do you got for actual thoughts? So, first off, the title. It's long, but it's a Reddit No Sleep, so yep. whatever. The mm. acronym of it, it's kind of funny, though. It's Titit Big Bamp. If you if you shorten if you shorten it all down to just the first letter, it's kind of easier to refer to as Titit Big Bamp than reading the whole thing. Titit Big Bamp. Yep. Anyways, moving on. Um, so the story is about going through someone's house and cataloging things and working on getting things sold and stuff. Guess what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks? Well, as we know, gamer, you are the protagonist of the war of reality. I actually am. It seems like it because my neighbor down the street, uh, his friend passed away and I've been helping him go through his friend's house, cataloging all of his things and trying to sell stuff for his estate sale. Jesus I hate Christ. this. It keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Uh, oh, what's the? Uh, it's stranger than fiction. Like, yeah, it's actually happening mm-hmm. to you. Damn right. So then, um, get to recording six, and this is when the creature speaks with uh, the mother's voice. And Sarah yeah. says, what the hell? That, that was mom. Sarah cries that like into the microphone and, and the recording ends and everything. And then it just kind of goes into the next recording. Clancy doesn't flinch at that at all. I know he has amazing mental fortitude. But but he should have reacted. Yeah, you would still react to that and question shit. He'd be yeah. like, I thought her mom was dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, wait. Her mom's been dead for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, in regards to how and when the creature doesn't show up, there's like, I called the cops again, and while the thing was here and it left when the cops arrived, I even told Amy about the thing and showed her the recordings. So she slept over yesterday. That thing somehow knew I wasn't alone because it didn't make a peep the whole night. She offered a solution get a roommate or a boyfriend, someone to live with, blah, 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 blah. Um, what should be done in this case, considering all that doesn't really work, well, it works, but it's not what she goes with, is Sarah sleep somewhere else and get like a police officer to sleep alone in the house? Get someone else to be in the house alone and see if they also hear it. Because it might not be specifically Sarah, yeah. just some if someone's in the house alone. Yeah, that would definitely like verify that it's it's anchored to the house not the person which is something that happens in hauntings too like where like they think that the house is haunted and then the person moves or like goes somewhere to like get away from the house and the thing follows them out of the house 
It's no, no, it's not. It follows. It's actually a lot of like haunt, like like haunted house movies or like haunted house like accounts. I think it's actually Insidious. Yes, is uh, I think it's Insidious. Like has that plot. It follows is a completely different thing entirely. I just figured there's that because it's called It Follows. <laughs> it follows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, It Follows is It Follows because it the the thing follows the victim. Um, but like it has nothing to do with like whether she's in the house or yes, not. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, and like having recordings and everything of it is one thing, because that's quote-unquote proof, but being able to hear it with your ears is another thing. Because if it's a recording, it could be potentially tampered with, but if you're there, yeah, get it, because right now only Sarah truly believes it, because even the cops are starting to not really care as time yeah. goes on. Although I'm surprised how much they were continuing with this like yeah they eventually start like stop like the, the they become less frequent like patrols and stuff but i was surprised how much they uh, how how much they were doing regardless yeah it wasn't like normal oh, um like creepypasta cops where they show up once and then it's like nah kids a freak nah i'm not showing up ever again you know yeah like oh that's not even just like that's not even creepypasta that's horror movies and horror yes, stories sure. in general so it was it was it was a little refreshing to see that the cops were actually like hanging around for at least a little bit longer mm-hmm. and actually, you know, doing something like due process. Yes. It would have been nice to see if she got someone else to stay in the apartment because, yeah, right now, Clancy's staying alone in the apartment, but the creature's gone. At that point, so yeah, I'd be curious to see if it affects someone else or if the creature's just picking one person because it's smart enough to know. If I just target this one person, yeah, that one person believes in me. But if I start targeting everyone, then they'll all come after me. So I could just focus this one yeah. target and and get them. Yeah, like it's not powerful enough to get a group, but it's powerful enough to uh, pick off a straggler. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily if it's powerful enough situation because it may or may not be, but it's hunting the one yeah. person. Also, I think like you could have done that with Amy. Like, have have like Amy suggest that like, well, you could stay at my place, and then I'll I'll stay the night here just to see if like if it, if it's uh, uh, what yeah. happens. Like, you could have had that character mm-hmm, do for that. sure because that character's done nothing so far. That being said, there's yeah. still three more um, parts, so I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure, but I I would hope they would bring up a character that they spent time naming <laughs> and giving a little bit of a backstory to. I mean, at least like uh, well, it's, she's also superfluous. Like she's just like there. Like she's a friend of Sarah's to show. Like not even her her friends can help her in this situation. That's why she was helpless yes, and stuff. I know. Like that's why that's the purpose she served in the story. So like it, she doesn't have to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. So then Clancy and Marcus are talking about like recordings and all that, and why he's bringing them up. And uh, Clancy says, so either she was haunted by something or you're messing with me. That's the correct answer, Marcus said with a satisfied smirk. So considering like he was just shocked by Clancy suggesting something supernatural early on to this. Um, yeah. Then that part isn't what he's answering, what Marcus is answering He's saying that's the correct answer to the fact that he's messing with him. He gave him an either or and he said yes. But he previously <laughs> yeah. already confirmed 
that uh, it's he didn't think it was haunted because he was surprised that Marcus or that Clancy brought it up. Unless the reason why he was surprised was like again that he suggested Clancy's reaction. Yeah, so like his his like it was surprised by through his observation of Clancy. Like again, he seems to be evaluating Clancy at at this point for like as a as a recruit for their organization. Okay, so. then if that's the case, it's it's one of those situations that we often do where we give each other a either or situation and the answer is yes. <laughs> Cuz that's what he's saying, yeah. that's the correct answer. So he so he's saying Marcus is saying that she was haunted by something and he is also messing with Clancy. Like he's <laughs> which y- yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's been obvious yeah. from the get go. All in good time, but my boy. <laughs> Just... Anyways, moving on. So after the voice has bugged her for many nights, um she says, If I hear you again tomorrow night, you can bet your ass I'll come down there and end you. Whoever you are, whatever you are. Understood? <laughs> so I know she's paranoid and in a manic state right now. Yeah. But this is before I figured out what she was gonna do to end it, but I figured by ending it, she would grab a fucking baseball bat and or a knife and open the door and go down after it. But that is exactly yeah. what it wants her to do is open the door. If she had to open yeah, the door. But it's been whittling it. her down. Yeah. 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 And she actually played it smart in the story. But like, yeah, like at this point, I would have believed it, like the thing has whittled her down mentally to the point where she's been at this point, she has been goaded into opening the door so that she can deal with it. Um, so like, yeah. Yeah, I was half expecting that to actually happen. I was actually kind of surprised that yeah. she thought of an alternative plan to that. Very sneaky. Very diabolical, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. She is the villain. Yeah, as we, as we established, humans in this story are the actual yeah. monsters. So, at the end of recording 15... It says, Sarah doesn't say anything else. Her footsteps carry her away from the basement door, and the voice pleads in the background. This might, I'm assuming this is in regards to the fire situation. Yeah. So, I, at this point, it just clicked to me that the phone was in front of the basement door directly the entire time. Yeah. Because it never said that until now. That's true. I kind of just because what I thought was she had yeah. it on a table in her room, and the opening of the and closing of the door that was referred to in the recordings was her bedroom door, which it was. But I thought the recorder <clears throat> was inside the bedroom because if you're recording yourself while you sleep, I figured you'd want to protect the room that you're in, right? Yeah, she's hearing it in her room. It's if she didn't. If the sound wasn't in her room, it wouldn't bug her, and she wouldn't know it was there. It's loud enough that she's hearing it in her room, so that's where the recorder would be. But it also makes sense that you'd put it closer to the location to try to make sure it shows up. Yeah. But it doesn't say that or even describe that until recording 15. Yeah, so that should have been added at the beginning again, too. Because, yeah, earlier on, it says... 
some breathing is heard in the background and the, this is the first instance of it actually. Some breathing is heard in the background and the phone is set down. Footsteps walk away from the microphone and then it's quiet for a long time. So to me, what that sounded like was she put the phone on a dresser or something and then walked to her bed to go to sleep. Yeah. Personally, I think it would have been better yeah, if it was that. like phone gets set down, footsteps walk away from the mic, a uh, door swings shut, leaving only silence, which means she walks out of the room where the recorder is and closes a door. Yeah, like if it was set maybe in the hallway next to the ba- the basement door. Yeah. And then she leaves. She leaves it there and goes to her room. Yeah, not that I need her to straight up say, "I'm going to leave this this recording by the basement and see if I can hear what's been what I've been hearing." Gamer, you're doing you're you're saying it all wrong. It's like, all right, I'm going to leave this thing right here next to the door. I'll be right back. I'm just going to go to sleep now. This is me walking away. Right, because this is an ASMR (laughs) thing now. Yeah, it's Mm, ASMR stuff. I guess that's her YouTube channel because she survived. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, mm-hmm. that's how she monster hunts. She sets every monster on fire. <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> Trap them in the basement, burn the house down, you win. Collect your gold <laughs> while rec- while recording ASMR uh, uh, yeah. audio. And just like what Marcus said, like put it on the internet. Who cares? Who's going to believe you? They're just going to think it's a bit. Like even if yeah. it was real, no, legitimate. Yeah. Like. That's that's honestly the biggest thing about um like Delta when when with Delta Green and so that when people are like oh well how can you uh, how can you have phones cell phones and like video and some of that and like YouTube in like Delta Green games and stuff it's like have you looked at YouTube <laughs> and and the YouTube comments uh, regarding like haunted or like haunting like haunted houses or like ghost like ghost capture videos or like cryptid capture videos and some of that like. No one thinks those things are real. If one person <laughs> records it, yes. If multiple people are recording it from different angles, people that don't know each other, potentially, then that's I, a higher chance of it I, not being... Higher chance, but it's still um, going to be chalked up as a hoax to the by the general yeah, population. Yeah, it's like they're working together to do um, this. Yeah, Because, yeah, like, I, I can actually... Uh, there is a couple of examples I know of from, like, things I've seen where, like, it's like multiple YouTubers, like multiple multiple video feeds of the same event of like a UFO situation, and people still think, like, "Oh, yeah. totally fake." So yeah, no, it's it's yeah, we're we're you know we're in the the age of the the information age is also the age of skepticism yeah. online. So it's like impossible to prove. I mean, there's gonna now. be out. Yeah, and like there's gonna be outliers. Like obviously, like there will be things that like. People might just chalk up as like, oh, that's just unexplained. That's kind of weird shit. Anyways, moving on. You know, we got more important things like, you know, there's a there's like a pandemic going on or or some something in the real world is actually happening, kind of thing. Like, Even if the recording is, is something that's happening in the real world for real. <laughs> they they see it yeah. as a distraction. Yeah. Again, like it it's yeah, we're in the age of skepticism, like the hardcore age, uh, like age of skepticism. Mm-hmm. So pretty much. <laughs> no longer are we in a world where like if you have a uh, photo or video evidence, then you have proof. Yeah. A long time ago, <laughs> even just a picture Photoshop. is like, oh yeah, that's proof right there. Slender man was uh, literally or originated in 2009 from the something awful forums, Photoshop Friday competition. Yeah. 
well, so before that and like like in, yeah in the, yeah, the exactly, long yeah. in the long ago the long long ago before photoshop and all that old timey time ago if you took a picture of something that is gospel truth that exists it's right there yeah and even then like sometimes it was fickle like look at those bigfoot pictures and like bigfoot photos and video footage yeah. from like the 1960s and 70s like on eight millimeter tape like the 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 patterson bigfoot tape like that thing has been a point of conjecture on both sides of skepticism since its inception um or the loch ness monster photos like there's a couple that are kind of cool looking but there's then there's like a lot of explanations that people can give on like how they faked that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so yeah. yeah there's always analog ways to get around it just because you can't do it digitally doesn't mean it can't be done otherwise yeah exactly so you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't you're screwed either way yeah but moving unless like thousands of people see the same thing in real space and not like through a, a digital medium or through like a like a, a lens of yeah. some kind like with their actual eyes and ears experience something it's not going to it's not really it, it, it can be chalked up to hoaxes and uh and yeah, but as soon as you put you, a so. video of it online, then people automatically assume it's a hoax. The people that weren't there. Yeah. 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 But anyways, moving on. Uh, the ending yes. was good and everything. I liked it. Uh, the last second realization of the reader that Clancy knew knows it's a monster was kind of cool. Because yeah. like when she showed up and he was talking and hugging her, it made it seem like 100% yeah that's Sarah because if he had any inkling of it being the monster he wouldn't be straight up hugging it or he would be acting weird but he held yeah, his exactly. composure real good and that being mm-hmm. said yeah he he rolled that he rolled the, the composure test yeah. really well got like a couple of mm-hmm. that being said it was only the last line that he noticed it on so I guess that's why he acted so well. So in part two, if there's more conversation, he might slip up a little bit if he has any doubts. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we'll have to see how how he uh, if he uh, was it uh, he he rolls a, a decent bluff yeah. check. <laughs> but that's the end of my minutes. Okay, so we'll move on to final thoughts. So for me, it started off a little rough, like even rushed to get to the recordings and the plot, which most of the time isn't a bad thing. But like this one, it just felt like we need a little bit more buffer, like of like the situation, like leading up to Detective Marcus, Mm -hmm. I felt. And right now we know it's four parts, but at the time, the writer may have not planned it for be to be four parts. So maybe that's why there's a little bit of a rush. Yeah, and like, or like, even like when they first posted this, before they posted the next one, like people w- were reading this was like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Yeah, like I think, like, or like, yeah, like this is, this seems awfully rushed, like this part mm-hmm. here. But as the story goes on, it does get more interesting and even exciting for me at the end. Um, enough that I am looking forward to part two and like the next couple parts because I want to see how it goes. So. At the moment, I am willing to recommend this. I am willing to take a leap of faith and recommend this. But we'll see how my my recommendation changes or doesn't change 
as we continue reading through the parts of the thing is the thing in the basement is getting better at mimicking people. Uh, to tip big bam, actually. Yeah, sorry, to tip big bam. To tip big bam. Yes. Um. Though, yeah, I will admit there's a lot of like leaps of logic in and some plot holes in this story. So it's like not a not a like I'm I'm willing to recommend it because it is an interesting like like I, I enjoyed the read, but there are some problems with it as like we've kind of brought up. So. Yeah, you're not saying that it's who was phone. No, of course. Well, that's no. god tier creepypasta. Indeed. Like that's that's god tier writing. Like mm-hmm. right up there in the annals of in the annals of, <laughs> that's of, his, better. of, of writing history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of of accomplishments of human craft. <laughs> um but uh I digress. Mikey, your final verdict. All right. Well, I still hated the house because of the fire, so it shouldn't exist. And if the house doesn't exist, is there really a basement? That's that's deep. a really deep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also deep because it's a basement. Oh. I mean, uh, what makes a basement? Is it the power in its head? <laughs> I can't, I can't. I don't know how to go from there. I just like I had to throw that in there one last time. Yeah. So the house is the main focal point of the story, but it shouldn't exist based yeah. on the fire in the basement that was caused by gasoline. Yeah, based on the fire that we get. Like if it yeah. like early on, like like I said, I think uh, like if it had been like an isolated fire and like human some charred human remains in the basement. That's fine because it's a localized. It, it was a controlled burn. But what we got at the end of the story was not a controlled burn at all. <laughs> Is it possible that we are viewing the house burned down, quote unquote, as like that descriptor of the the damage of the fire is wrong to what it actually is like the I don't think so. Like yeah. the way it's described, it's it's pretty reckless. Oh yes, I know that, but I mean, maybe the um, the firefighters got there real quick and they dealt with maybe it, you know because the fact yeah. that the house is still up. I mean, they clearly did, but like I don't know, it just seems a little unrealistic too. But mm. again, the the firefighters will assume that there's somebody in the building, and thus they won't blast fully on the fire until they know it's clear. Yeah. So while they're not going full 100% with the hoses, that leaves more time for the house to burn. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, and the fact that there was still a, a door to the basement um, in the story just doesn't add up to me. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, now that being said, I did like that the de- detective was a monster hunter. Yeah. So that's where it gets point for me anyway. Uh and then the ending, the twist at the end that isn't enough of a twist for me because it's just it, Sarah. It's an Oh yeah. Oh, I I I'm willing to I'm willing to give it that it's an unconfirmed twist because like Yeah. It, it it's making us the reader question what is real in the story right now. Yeah. 
So uh, again, my my recommendation hasn't changed. I'm partially recommending it, but on the low end because of the whole fire not doing what fire does. Fire bad. Fire very bad. <laughs> Badly written, that is. Oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Gamer. I mean, I like the read, personally. There weren't too many hurdles along the way for me. The grammar was acceptable. You guys found a lot more actual grammar stuff than I did. It was mainly the question mark part, which we kind of ruled out as the creature learning how to talk good. Yeah. Or to English good. Um, and as I said before, the only downsides are things like well, actually, I was going to say this, but you said this, so this is written in my recommendation, even though you said it. Um, to me, the only couple of downsides is how detailed everything is. Oh, it, yeah. Because the... it's all being recalled by Clancy, but it's yeah. recalled in extreme detail. Like, I guess Clancy has eidetic memory. Maybe. <sighs> As a f- I think that's a positive quality in, in Shadowrun. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> I believe it's it certainly is. a feat. <laughs> yeah, in in certain in certain other tabletop RPGs. So, but again, what's weird is most of it is recalled very deep, like in high detail. But there's yeah. a lack of detail when describing like the sounds in relation to the microphone because it took me 15 recordings in to know that the recorder is near the basement and not in her room. Yeah, which kind of irked me honestly. Uh. The fact that the house may or may or may not actually be a house right now and not be a smoldering me- wreck, I don't know. It's just the foundations of a house, plus like maybe the porch survived. Yeah, it's making me question a lot of things. Like he was sleeping in a house too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um So I don't know whether or not we are seeing that <laughs> different or if it's just the writer hasn't committed arson before. Good on you, writer, for not committing arson, but yeah. <laughs> um, because you're not writing what you know, <clears throat> rightfully so, um, It's it would be a lot worse than what it is. And that's a very good point that I didn't think of. Whether it breaks the story for me or not, I don't think so, because I still enjoy the story and it left me wanting to know what's going to happen. But that being said, the ending of part one, it could just end there. And I'd be fine with that. It's stopping at a point where it's like, it's a a twist at the end, but it's not so much of a cliffhanger that I need to know more. Like with some actual creepy, uh, I say actual creepypastas, it is a creepypasta. With non, with creepypastas that don't have sequels. One-off creepypastas that do a twist at the end where it's like, but I need to know more. I don't technically need to know more here because I get it. The creature is Sarah, probably, maybe. I don't know. Most things are explained, but I'm curious how it's going to go. Um, but yeah, my recommendation hasn't really changed. It may have t- taken a slight hit from, uh, from Mikey's realization of plot holes and stuff that I agree with him on, but I, I still enjoy it and I want to see how it goes. Okay. Uh, so until next, I guess until next week when we find out when we get to read part two, um, that has been um, this week's episode. 
So if you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The gamer in yellow is at the gamer in yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is very long. Yeah. And I'm at review cultist. You can also send us emails at al dente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also see, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, Reddit no sleeps. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigomortis and select the bag of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to the listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. Or screaming at a at a at a voice that's constantly changing in our basement. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and if you didn't write these stories and post them on Reddit, No Sleep, or other places online for people to read and get involved with and like and get interested in, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we have nothing to talk about. So thank you. So until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The stands are evil, and I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been. Al dente rigor mortis for the start of Reddit No Sleep Vember. Sleep well. <laughs> <laughs>